I'll say good morning to Ron Duffy on this Monday. Duff, how was your weekend, mate, on the punt? Yeah, it was a good day, uh, Dave. I was winning well early and giving it back to them, but uh, got out of there in one piece. But it was a great day's racing, um, and that track stood up to the mark again after being soaked for the whole week after the heavy track the previous week, so you can't give it enough praise, and uh, everyone is, uh, naturally. But that has to move on to next Saturday. Um, because it's going to be pretty wet there at Rosehill Gardens. Uh, well, it is at the moment. There's no room to move, and hopefully, well, the, the forecasters get it right. We lift it on Wednesday and get a clear week from there on in. Of course, um, we had Guineas Day there in Melbourne at uh, Flemington, and Dean Lester, as I say good morning to you. Um, we don't usually see that emotion from David Eustace, but uh, he had the waterworks on, and rightly so. It was great to see his uh, folks in town and Hitotsu get the chocolates and the guineas. Yeah, that's true, Dave. Good morning to you. I think it was all about the family being there and uh, and the achievement with the horse. I mean, uh, he was the first horse ever to run in the guineas first up, let alone uh, win it, and coming off the derby. So, uh, yeah, just an amazing uh, Achievement by the stable. They know that horse so well. They ran him in a guineas in the spring and went straight to the derby, 1,600 to 2,500. And now they've won a guineas first up with him. So they've done the unconventional with him twice. It's worked twice. Uh, he's uh, he's quite a remarkable horse, really. He certainly is. And Glenn Munsey joins us. So, Glenn, your weekend, mate. We heard that Duff started off early, gave a little bit back. Uh, yourself on the punt on Saturday? Uh, a little bit up and down, Dave. I could have done with a few seconds uh, winning, but um, I'm sure plenty of people went home uh, with our punters panel multi getting the money. Uh, so we're back. We're bounced back. Two out of three ain't bad, as the great Meatloaf said. And, you know, they're showing a fair cop over the three weeks. They certainly are. I'm a bit confused, though. We might have to go through our selections because I saw some text this morning on the text line for the Big Sports Breakfast. Uh, some punters saying that uh, it didn't win. So I don't know what they were... Um... Well, I think what happened, Dave, um, when they put they put the boys' best bets up right. and didn't put the actual multi up. So it might be the new go now. If we, if we don't sort of you know broadcast the fact that what we've tipped, it might give it a better chance. No. Well, oh, well I do. I can tell you why, just on, on a side to that. And it, it's something that we get asked all the time about, you know, putting out particular offers that, that the tab do. You'll find, I think it's a, a regulation rule. Uh, and obviously with inducements and whatnot, they can't be published on social media. So you can be broadcasting them via television or via radio. And I think it's the same if uh, there was a particular offer, say, offered on form line or, or whatever it might be. I think you'll find you can't actually put those particular items up on uh, on the social. And I think they also do that too because they want people that are actually listening and watching to be playing them. But anyway, we that won't might give... be something for you to look into today, Dave. Because you know Monday's just enough to be busy for you day. as are it's, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So exactly. yeah, you might as well look into that today. I'll raise some. Let's get into this uh, Sydney meeting. Uh, I heard you discussing Animo before, Duff, um, with the guys. Do you want to now be on him 2,000? Like, has he just got 2,000 written all over him, and does he have the better of Converge? Well, I won't say he's got the better of him, um, because uh, Converge is doing plenty right, and he's got. Um, he's, I think he's still got more to offer as far as his, uh, you know, his condition's concerned, and and he's well, he's 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 a he's a cool dude as far as his whole he's he's, he's mentally right that horse where Adamo is a. He's a three-year-old autumn colt now, and he's showing it uh, more so than what he was as a two-year-old. He's was sweating up again. I thought that had all come out of him after a couple of runs, and then he wanted to kick out, lash out, kick at the fence, 
Um, it's not what you want to see. And then, like I say, it's not hurting his performance on the board because he was still very, very good there when you analyse everything that uh, that happened and the, the ride that the winner got. But the winner is got a, a, a lethal sprint on him when he just held up behind the speed, as we saw there on Saturday, to put a field away. And I don't. it all comes down to a pricing factor, I would suggest. Uh, they're, they're both very nice horses and they can train on. If they go to the Rosehill Guineas, it'll be a, um, an interesting comment. And if, if um, old mate arrives there, Hatoshu, look out, it's game on. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, Duff, once uh, uh, Converge settled in front of Animo, but not too close to the speed, uh, it was always going to be a massive task for Animo to get past him. It was, and I think most people knew that once. And when he sprinted, it was all over. But you've got to give Adamo credit; he did. He yeah, just keep. Oh. He kept coming. He just kept coming. So there's there's a lot of merit in his performance. It's just his his mental attitude that we're a little bit. I'm a little bit worried about. Mm. Okay, and, and at least James McDonald knew that he found the back. Yes. Of Converge, yeah. he said, "Well, there's one horse that's going to take me as long as it possibly can into this race, and nothing else, and it's going to be Converge." What happened uh, with the, the prices? Because we were talking about this on Friday, about the price of Animo. Did he uh, start to drift late uh, with Tab Munns? And, and, and was there a nibble for Converge? Like, did, did, did punters get something out of the winner? Um, well, they got, they got something out of the winner, Dave, mainly due to the fact that he held his spot in the market. Animo got to as much as $2.10 in the middle of the day. Now, Timmy Ryan, who we get on uh, both here on Sky Sports Radio and also on Sky Thoroughbred Central now for Saturday morning to give, well, for want of a better term, gives his guts uh, of what they're going to do. He made Animo the lay of the day. Now, even when we were discussing Animo on Sky Thoroughbred Central at approximately 11 o'clock, I said to Timmy, I said, well, Timmy, you went top odds at $1.85 earlier today. Now they've all joined you. You're going to have to be $1.90. Well, before I could look back down to the computer, he went $1.90. So he was always keen to be in front of the move for Animo all day. Like he sent me a text message during the day, we're now evens, one out. And they got to $2.10 and I said to Ron, it's $2.10. Uh, and Ronnie said, well, you know, my wish might come true here because he was looking for two twenty. And next minute he was into, um, he, he got into as short as $1.90 and I think he ran $1.90. But um, the, the best firm of those in the market was Halal uh, during the day. Like he was five fifty top odds and ran, ran $4. But um, away from sort of the, the first four, that ran one, two, three, four. There, there was no real sort of savage push uh, for any horse out of the market there, and and the other the other reason was a you know it was a, a two uh, twofold good result because there'd been a few shorties get beat during the day like Nature Strip and um, uh, the two two year olds that got beat earlier, Greece and also uh, Russian Conquest, so and a, and a couple of sort of horses in the market in Melbourne. So the multi roll into the race was good. So it was a really good race to to, to give them a, a good stand and and was a was a was a tidy result converged. But a lot of it was the multi roll. Okay, before we get to uh, the chat about the Australian Guineas and we'll tie in all this with the Rosehill Guineas, we've got our first caller on the line, Steve. I think from Warwickville. G'day, Steve. G'day, boys. How you going? Good, mate. How's Warwickville this morning? Oh, fine, dry, 22. Beautiful. What uh, What's on your mind, mate? What's your question? I just want to... Well, it's not a question. It's just I want to give a huge shout-out to the connections of Shelby 66. Because um, they've had to throw up stumps. You know what I mean? It's a Class 2 horse that goes to a Group 2 against probably the two best sprinters in the land. Um, 
runs at a runs a remarkable race, picks up ninety seven grand, doesn't pick up a rating point, and it can go around in a highway this Saturday if it wants to. I oh, know it'll pick up. Well, I won't pick up a rating point. Yeah. It'll pick, pick up, up twenty of them. <laughs> I reckon it'll pick yeah. up thirty. It, it'll be able to go around in a class three, but it'll it'll be going around in a set weight class three. Yeah. Well, I had, uh, had a look. I had a look on Risa this morning, and they hadn't they hadn't adjusted. Oh, they, the they, they, no, they, they haven't adjusted it, but yeah. It, It'll, it'll get adjusted. They go to lunch on Sundays and get up yeah, there. Yeah. Ronnie usually <laughs> takes them out of his back one. You know, that's got him right at the weights. Of course I think, you should. Yeah, I think Danny Danny's explanation was he it was more than a throw at the stumps. He, he nominated two horses for the race, just thinking there'd be no one in the race as well. He was going to go home with $35,000 running uh, fourth and fifth. And then there was uh, other scratchings, and he was left with uh, just the one. He was happy to go home with twenty-two and a half or whatever he was going to get, and it turned into ninety-seven and a half. But uh, uh, but he's going to have a horse that's very hard to place now, yeah. as far as um, going to the future. It, I think I think it just proves that you know you go back and have a look at the black caviars and the winxes. They scared a lot of horses off. And and this horse has maybe said, well, you don't actually necessarily have to be scared of. Mm. No, no. There was a great horse back in the seventies, and Ronnie will remember this. Uh, its name was Our Roni, and it was a maiden, and it'd go rounds. It'd go round in all the weight for age races. We'd finish with four runners and five runners, and George Triadis, a lovely man who trained at Canterbury. And he just put our Roni in there, and she'd battle away. And you know, one day she might run third, wouldn't she, Ronnie? And the other day she'd, you know, trail the field home. I think she earned a hundred thousand, and and they were the days where a hundred thousand was a lot of money. I think I rode her one day, and she ran fourth to Kingston Town, um, beaten twenty eight legs. But it was uh, <laughs> she'd pick up, yeah. yeah, she'd just chip around at those wait for age. She never races won the race, did she? No, 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 no. She died a maid. Yeah. yeah, so she'd just chip away at those wait for age races when. You know, there'd be match races and no one would want to take them on. He'd George would just line up there and uh, bank, uh, cash in the cheque every time. I think we've got uh, another caller here, guys. And uh, by the way, the, the lines are open. So if you want to get involved with today's show, 13.53.53. I think it's Mark on the line. Boydo, is that correct? Mark, good morning to you, mate. Um, yeah, good morning. What's your Hello. question, mate? Yes, mate. Oh, has anybody noticed the, the horse boyfriend that seems to be improving at a good rate? Yeah, he, he keeps getting that length better every time. He he, he was uh, okay again there on Saturday, running second at St. Jardin. So, and he did have, there was a bit of confidence about him in the market. It was All the talk was about psychiatrists, he's stable, mate. But when things um, went from push to shove in the market late, he was he seemed the more fancied of the two stable mates, and he's run well. But he can't, he, he wouldn't get in the golden slip or anything like that. But there's there's wins in store for him for sure. Right, okay. Now, um, right. Mentioned to Dean, have you noticed how well the Moroni stable seems to be improving in Melbourne at the moment? Have they got any change of techniques that you're aware of there? I don't know, but you're right. They're going well. The horses are racing sharp. Uh, they had a good day Saturday with a winner and a, a really good runner in the blamey stakes. So, no, I, I, I have noticed it, and they are, they are going very well. All right, beautiful. Thank you very much for your call. Just before we get to our next caller, Chris, I do want to bring you in here, Dino. We were chatting before about, obviously, the Randwick Guineas and Converge and the performance of Animo. There was a pretty impressive performance from a three-year-old in the Australian Guineas with Hitotsu. Now, I've seen 
this morning on social media. It seems like Aussie, um, one of the owners, yeah. is on yeah. uh, RSN, Melbourne Radio, this morning. And, I mean, nothing improves a, a horse's uh, performance like, you know, the um, ownership. But they're, they're, they're thinking, obviously, bypassing the All-Star Mile, and they believe they can win pretty much anything from a mile up to 3,200 with this horse. So what did you make of his win? Um, and, you know, wh- where do you see him stacking in the landscape of the three-year-olds we've got in the country? Oh, he's a he's an exceptional horse, and and I mean you can already line him up uh, from the Caulfield Guineas when he came off a maiden win at Donald. He wasn't quite ready, and he was getting ready for a Derby, and he got beaten about three lengths by Animo. So he's he's certainly in the conversation. And uh, the one thing I've been uh, had had a listen to the uh, RSN interview with uh, Aussie Kahir, and uh, mm-hmm. they they do not want to run him on heavy ground. So that's going to be a massive. Uh, concern going forward uh, but I don't think the all-star mile fits they, he puts a lot into his runs they like to give him time between runs and I would think they'd be more than happy because the Rosie of Guineas comes up in two weeks to go straight into a derby or straight into a Doncaster in a month's time or five weeks to Queen Elizabeth depending on track conditions Amazing, amazing the thought that goes into that and uh, he's a start or to do what he's done in these last four starts that horse he's uh, you've got to give him a lot of credit and um, you've got to give him the trainers a, 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 a tick to, to have a even be thinking what they're going to go into a Rose Hill Guineas you know the second up or a, a Derby <laughs> second or third up uh, but he's done it before hasn't he yeah and I mean he even when uh, it's interesting that you know that the the uh, ownership group that now have got him and Kevin Payne was the original owner and he sold down after his two-year-old preparation and Wendy Kelly trained him at that stage but obviously the the talent's been there from day one because his three runs for Wendy Kelly were in a Blue Diamond Prelude, a Blue Diamond and a Size Produce. Mm. He then ran in a Donald Maiden and then the Corvair Guineas, the Derby and the Guineas. So he's been in the top races, except for his maiden win, uh, right the way through. Talk to me about Pinstriped. We all saw it. Um, he Is it just that he was the fit horse there, or, or, or is he very good? Well, he's very good in his own no, right, but is there upside with him? Yeah, he's very good. Uh, he's uh, He made a bad blue in the first 200 metres on Saturday. The stewards film shows it. Uh, should have stayed out and stayed three wide on the back of Captivant. Uh, he just wanted to tuck in and get one off the rail, but one off the rail was behind the ones he didn't want to be behind. And uh, from there, it became a, a terrible watch. And he really didn't even ride him out late. Uh, and he's got he's run fifth. Uh, I think he could have easily been the winner of the Guineas. Uh, and I hope in the wild cards that they hand out tonight in the All-Star Mile, because he is probably the definition of a wild card out of nowhere. Mm. He's, a, he's a so you think from the Caulfield Guineas, uh, a Seamus Award from the Caulfield Guineas going into a Cox Plate, those unlucky runners going into something big. Uh, I hope they uh, they consider him for a wild card. How do we approach Profondo next time? He's going to be nearly impossible to approach. Impossible. He had a busy week. It was... It, you were banking on his talent uh, and everything going right. Well, everything... he. Talent can be one thing, but he just didn't want to steer, and he didn't. You know, it just didn't work out, and it was always, you know, when the draw came up, I wondered if they'd even come. But uh, mm. 
yeah, it was a it was certainly a forgettable day. It's hard to get back on track in a preparation, though, Duff, as you know. And, I mean, he came down here dodging wet tracks, and he's probably going to have to go straight back into them. So uh, I don't know how you... Yeah, he presented well, a little bit fresh in the yard, but not, you know, he, he coped with the day pretty well. But uh, that was a, a horrible start to his campaign. We've got another call on the line, guys, uh, here. Joining us, I think you're fine. We've got Chris. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. How are you? Very good. Now, I want to talk about the El Dorado race. Yeah, who's your question to, mate? To, to Dino? Yeah, because I wish it would have been 1,100 instead of 1,000. We trace, was that, sorry? Yeah, it just keeps cutting out, sorry. We trace. Yeah, what race was it? El Dorado's race. El Dorado's race, Dino. Yeah, El Dorado and Shelby 66. Yeah, that wasn't my, that was Sydney. Oh, Eduardo. You mean Eduardo. Eduardo, yeah. Eduardo. Yeah, yeah. What do you want to know about it, Chris? I wish it would have been 1,100 instead of 1,000. <laughs> did you back? Did you back Shelby sixty six? Did you? I back it every time it goes around. Oh God! <laughs> you had, it, had it won, well, had it won Chris. This radio station may not have been on the air today. Yeah, but I, um, I back El Dorado too. I'm a fan of Joe Pride, and every time Danny Williams brings a horse to Sydney, I back it. Well, well you, you nearly you would have got on your feet there the last fifty metres. I know yeah, that you were you praying. Yeah, I, uh, anyway, I got the trifecta in the right order, and I got the trifecta in the right order. So I, I wasn't crying all that much. Well, you've yeah. had a, you've had a fill up, Chris. Well done, mate. Okay, then. Thanks, mate. Bye. Cheers, mate. Uh, I, Jeff's I on the line. I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't. But just before that, I just yeah. couldn't believe the, the the tab. I know we shouldn't talk business, but the, yeah. the tab's book on that race was astronomical. What that horse was taking out, Glenn. Oh, it was only seven. You know, it was been only standard from me and Ronnie. You know, you, you're not here to you know draw pictures no. you know but that, that was that's the greatest advertisement for fixed odds when first fixed odds first started back in the year 2000 that was the main push i used particularly as a marketing tool it was the fact that look at the tote you because we were trying to condition tote punters to become fixed odds punters mm. and this was the advert i said now look at the look at what they are on the tote and then look what they are fixed odds. Are you prepared to lock in this price fixed odds or are you going to risk what they pay the tote? And small fields are always the greatest um, greatest thing. Like Shelby 66 was $13 on the tote on Saturday morning and we were betting 51 or $61 about it. Now, why wouldn't it become a massive loser? Because the people have said, well, why would I want to get into the paramutual involvement here? It's not going to get from $13 to $51. Um I'm going to lock in the $51. We also bet win and place in a field of four, mind you, on Saturday. There was no paramutual place betting in the race. But we'd bet um, win, and, win and place from Wednesday when we started with a field of eight. Um, and then we, we had a fresh market when we were down to the field of seven. Um, and then when we got down to a field of four, they left the place market there and paid one, two. I think he was $9 to run top two. Hmm. We got an, as uh, I said, you know, had he had he won, we'd be all looking for a new job this morning. But you know, but but he didn't, and that's that's the great thing of the game. I'm sure the people that you know had something on him at nine dollars to to run top two are, are very happy. And those people that took sixty one dollars about him, 
would be very, very happy that they got a sensational run for their money. Well, you could tell yeah. it was a hold on him to be $61 because really, you know, being a highway horse in that race, you know, a, a proper market. like, like 1000 to 1. Yeah. Double, yeah I was going to say 250 to 1. But yeah, yeah. yeah so there was obviously always a hold on him, uh, Munns. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was, all, he was always popular. Um, you know, the fairy tale, the fairy tale bet is always very popular. Now, um, we had the situation, Rod Marsh passed away the other day. Um, and uh, I think uh, there was a horse, uh, was it, is it Bold Lily? Um, yeah, Marsh, no, it was, Marsh and Lily, wasn't it? It was in at... Um, or Marsh yeah. Lily. Uh, was in at Newcastle yeah. the other day. It was Newcastle, a genuine yeah. sort of $66, $67 chance. Mm. I think it was $21 on the tote. Ben Dorries has written a story this morning on RaceNet. Shane Warne's horse goes round for its second start in Brisbane yeah. on Wednesday. It will be very, very short to take with the with the the news that Shane yep. Warne was in the ownership group, yep. and the jockey will wear a black armband, Ryan Maloney, in honour of Shane Warne, the part owner. It'll be short to take. Jeff's on the line. Morning, Jeff. G'day. Uh, question for Ron, if I can, please. Yes, yes Jeff. Um, a few weeks ago, Kira Ma had a two-year-old uh, trial at Warwick Farm there, Warby. Um, Trolled really well, picked its way through the field there, and um, James McDonald rode. I was just wondering what the plans were for that horse. Well, I'd say keep your eyes out for the noms today. Um, if it's if he's got an opinion of it, he'll nominate it for the two-year-old race on on Saturday, or maybe even um, uh, Black Opal or something like that. But um, I'd suggest, uh, but you just. At this time of year, he'd probably slowly, slowly and look out for it to, in, in the midweeks or whatever, the two-year-old races. But if it's up and trialling, I'll go back and have a look at it for you. But uh, Yeah, just, it's a nice horse. Yeah, yeah, it's had two trials on the 14th of February yeah. at one at Warwick Farm and then on the 28th of uh, February, that was on the Polly. It ran fifth of seven, only got beat a length and a quarter, but they've put blinkers on it since that day. Uh, and it's still active at the moment. Very well known by Hellbent from a mare called Speedboat. Of course, Ken Warby held the uh, the land speed record at yes. Lake Eyre, I think it was, wasn't it? Yep. And it still, I mean, still does hold noms for the for the slipper and the size. Even you know that's remote, but it's that it's still being paid up for. Yeah, was his boat called was it Ken Warby's boat Cigarette or something? Um, I thought it was Blue something. All oh, right. Anyway. There's a trivia question for you, Dave. Tell Mario and Steve they can include that in the quiz on Friday. Beautiful. Uh, we've got another caller on the line. Chris on the line. Morning, Chris. Good morning, guys. Hey, Glenn, I just wanted to speak to you about the dividends for the Challenge Stakes on Saturday. So we had the trifecta. Paid nearly paid... double the first four and the same thing? Yeah, well, the first four was, what, two and a half times the trifecta, right? Yeah. Now, I just don't understand why... You want to anger a lot of people who have taken the trifecta. Then they see the first four when it's exactly the same bet. It's an identical bet. There's only four horses in the race. The same with Quinellas and the Exactors if there's only three horses in a race. Isn't there any way of combining the pools and just giving out one dividend? Uh, well, th- those pools are pre-sold. They, they, get, they, they start pre-selling on Friday, and on Friday... Uh, we had, uh, we still had trekking in the race. We still had a head start in the race, and I just don't know when Remark came out. But that—that's the reason. And and of course they're, they're paramutual betting. It, it, I'd say the majority of the people, and I'm very very honest with this. I'd say the majority of the people would not know 
that in a four-horse race, the trifecta becomes the first four. Because the horse can run one, pools. two, three. There's only one other horse who can run fourth. But you can understand what I'm saying about how... But it's, it's paramutual betting anyway, so it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Um, there, there are occasions where the first four will pay less than the trifecta. Because yeah, smarties yeah. might want to you know, think that, oh, I'll attack the first four thinking that the majority of people will take the trifecta. And it's paramutual betting, so there's more invested in a certain combination in the first four. So therefore, it'll pay less. That's all it is. There's two reasons. They pre-sell and... It's paramutual betting, so it's all investments, you know, divided into the pool. But you can understand if you go to the tab on Saturday, you just want to take a trifecta or a first four. But you can't then say on Saturday, we're not betting first four anymore. The people that have bet on Friday. So there's no way you can't. You can't just you can't just close a pool down. There's no way around this, then. I, I, I I don't think so. I just think you're going to get a lot of pundits who are very peeved about uh, the fact that on the day you're getting two different dividends. It's like if it was a, a wind dividend and they said, well, there's two totes. You can either bet on one tote or the other tote for the win, but you don't know what the dividend's going to be. Um, to me, that's, I don't know. It just doesn't sound right. Hmm. Well, I'll go back. I'll go back because um, we answer questions here every single day of the week and I'll go back and I'll have a look at what the pools were. In, in 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 the race, um, and in the New South Wales tote, uh, the first four pool held thirty five thousand eight hundred. The yep. trifecta and the trio pool held less, held twenty nine thousand. So therefore, the first four pool held more than the trifecta pool, and they're you, as you said, they're the same bet type in a field of four. Yeah. And you've also got to realise, you know, there is money coming out of the trifecta pool to pay the trio because they're a merged pool. Yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't seem satisfactory to me. Thanks for your call, Chris. Uh, we've got David on the line. Morning, David. Morning. What's your question, mate? Oh, I just wanted to talk a couple of things about the slipper. Um, I'm on uh, Magic at $101. Uh, I thought he was very unlucky not to win there at his last start. I think uh, the difference, maybe if a, a Sydney jockey had been on, not knocking Pike, but I think the gap was there, and I think Pikey might have not known the Sydney jockeys, maybe just a, a little bit scared to, to go through. Um, but Duff might remember um, Chucky Jones's uh, better half, which nickname was Magic, and that was one of the reasons I was on it. The other one was Hawksy came on the radio and uh, he was asked the question about his two-year-olds and he said, I've got two at home. Well, Magic's been one. Uh, has he got any idea what the other one that he might have been talking about? It might have been and Dashing the Legend. Thing, there's three races to go that the two-year-olds can qualify for. Has anybody won either of those three races and then gone on to win the Slipper? I'd say there would have been. Um, I've got the records in front of me, but Magic would probably run this week. It has to run this it week. Has to run this week. Yeah, it has to run this week. And if it doesn't win, it won't be getting in the Slipper field. It so, won't have enough prize money to get in the Slipper field. You'll so, need, I think, at least 100000 to get into the Slipper. 
Yeah, yeah. so he'll, um, yeah, well, I'd, I'd expect to see him in the nominations for uh, Canberra and Sydney this weekend, and you've got to win the double. You got to, uh, He's got to win the double for you to collect, but if you've got the big odds, uh, you've obviously got a nice horse, and he's a horse that, just looking at him, he's the only one that's probably got the X, uh, that little bit of X factor about him, so... Um, yeah, I, I, I did, did read this morning that uh, Mick Price's two-year-old out of the Blue Diamond as Bowman's been booked for him on Saturday. What's his name again? Um, yeah, Jackano. Jackano. Yeah, he was, he was very nice uh, the other day, but obviously the figures weren't there. But there's been no figures all along no. in these two-year-old races. It's as simple as that, even Gillengatta. You know, she hasn't really run splashing times as far as... Since her as, first win. And since the first win, thousand yeah. metre race, yeah. That's right. So, yes, yeah, pineapple. Are you surprised? I mean, yesterday... Um, Charlatan, um, are you surprised by the, uh, the 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 drift, so to speak, the twenty six dollars? I think you can get fifty ones in some parts. I mean, was it? It's already there, and that's one thing about just chatting with Joe Pride. And I am talking through my pocket here. I am on in the in the slipper, but he said, "Look, obviously you, you want to pick up checks along the way, but his main goal will be the slipper. He's already qualified. He's there. He's ready to roll. And just knowing what Joe is like with these horses and timing for grand finals, I mean, did you give it a pass mark on the weekend, Duff? Yeah, look, he, look I'm, I'm, I'm locked in as well. I've got $151. But he's very hard to make a big case for now. But I can see him running well, especially if we get a dry, dry out track. Cause I don't think he started to train him there, but he was a different horse there on Saturday. He wanted to over-race and be aggressive, which is I'd never seen that in him before. But yeah, well, until Saturday, I thought he might have needed something like blinkers to rattle his cage, but he doesn't yeah. need them watching him Saturday. Well, that's exactly what I said. Uh, I said, oh, I can't wait for him to put blinkers on, and then I was, I was let down when he uh, sort of grabbed the bit and wanted to charge there when they slowed up. So mm. I don't know. He's, he's, a, he's a talented horse. Like, he's you, know, you only got to go back to the... The gift, you know, him and Sir Jardin, and you know, he, I, I, I think he was clearly the best run with more upside to come. But Sir Jardin's just one of these natural two-year-olds where he's still a bit of a work in progress, Charlton. But I'm, I'm not giving up uh, because well, he's there. He, um, he also, you just mentioned uh, jockeys, obviously. So Huey jumping on Jackanay, just hearing down the line uh, from Nash's manager that um, Nash is booked for him to ride in the slipper, Charlton. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he's been booked for him for a while because I remember talking to Joe after the... Uh, might have been after the gold because he said, oh, this horse is just made for Nash. And I haven't seen him on him. I said, what's going on? He's not, not even on him. But that's interesting. Okay. All right. Uh, now, we've got another caller. Plenty of calls this morning, which is fantastic, guys. 13.53.53. Uh, Mark's on the line. Morning, Mark. G'day, boys. Uh, got a question for Dean from Saturday's meeting at Flemington. Yes, mate. Um, being fortunate enough to be on Yont since her first win at Mornington. Mm-hmm. Dino, do you think she can measure up when she comes up to Sydney against the Sydney Mayor? Yep, uh, absolutely. Uh, the stable have always said, or I think it was the trainer that originally had her in New Zealand, said that she's basically better on wet ground, and that's the softest track we saw on Saturday, and she was outstanding. And, uh, yeah, she'll measure up. She's... That was her, the hardest test she's had and the, the most impressive win. Uh, she yeah. just cut through the field easily uh, and beat the males. She's beat. That's the other thing. She beat the males on Saturday. She can go to mayor's grade. So I think uh, yeah, I think the emancipation might be her next run. So it'll be a big leap, but uh, I think she's ready for it. And she's the one of the owners uh, 
on Saturday said she's definitely, her name is Yonsei. It was supposed to be like Beyonce, but they forgot to put the little bra <laughs> or whatever it is over the C. And she's, uh, she's Yonsei. What about, cute. What about mm. uh, the other mayor, um, Ana Visto? Could she shape up? Yeah, she could. Uh, be interesting. She's she raced really well on Saturday. Maybe she's just grown up. I I sort of wonder if she's because she can be a bit. Wonder if she's sort of got it in her to travel. But uh, yeah, she, it's probably the time. And she loves soft ground, but she, and she loves Jamie Carr. Jamie Carr gets the best out of her. I, I like the stablemates run in that race, Quantum Mechanic, and you saw her last year run really well. Uh, I think in the uh, Coolmore Legacy and she was right at the back end of her campaign this year she's been trained more for Sydney and I think uh, her run first up was very good Okay, beautiful, okay we've got uh, more callers, so we just had uh, Dave uh, we've got Mark on the line morning Mark yeah morning boy yeah I'm with you uh, there, I think uh, one of mechanics in for its best, best prep but a uh, question for Duck. I find yes. the horse on Saturday. I think it's perfect. JJ Atkins horse. Do you think it'll push on there or get it higher? Uh, uh, the name just escapes me. Show Court. Wawa horse. That's the yeah. one. Show Court. Yeah. yeah. Love him. And just more so, just uh, talking to Chris on Saturday morning. He's, and he even he never gives too much start, Chris, but it could be my Brisbane horse. So he hasn't um, he's a lovely cult and uh, well bred. He's got plenty going for him. He got chopped out there on on Saturday. He's been he's found trouble at his two starts to date, and he's work in progress uh, for I would suggest uh, the Brisbane Carnival. But he might he might uh, pick something up along the way to get him there. No sires, I think. I don't know. Not, not, I, don't, I don't know. When, when Chris doesn't like to, if he says, if he's already saying Brisbane, I don't think he'd give him too hard an autumn. Um, but uh, that's not to say that he won't. But I'm with you. I, I think he's the horse to follow out of Saturday by a long way. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, mate. Beautiful. Thank you very much, for that Mark. We've got Peter on the line now. Morning, Peter. Yeah. Good morning. Uh, I also rang up to ask about Show Court, but I think you've covered that pretty well. Um, I'd like to know from Ron if he could tell me what's going on with metallicity. Uh, I've got I backed it earlier on in the Golden Slipper, and uh, uh, since it's pretty dismal run, and, um, I, I've been waiting for it to have another race. Has, has it gone gone out, or is it still a, a chance of making no, the field? No, he's still a good chance. He's. I, I think they're just with with filthy on the wet track Saturday, and he was supposed to run on Saturday, and they didn't. They didn't accept because of the weather, so it might I think be Canberra. Yeah, I it think it might be, like be Canberra. As long as they get no rain at Canberra, um, mm. I think you might see him there. So you're still alive, Peter. Uh, he's another one that could jump out of the ground, um, but I think they just want to have a look at him on a dry track. And whether there's enough time to dry out between Wednesday and Saturday for Rose Hill, I'm not sure. There might be more hope at Canberra without looking at their forecast. Thanks, Ron. Appreciate All it. Right. They've done that before the Snowdens, haven't they, Duff? Going to yep. Canberra with a few nice horses. Did it last year, didn't they? Or the year before? They won it last year or the year before? Was it the um, Harren horse? Yep. Uh, yeah. So it's it's always on the radar for them. And uh, then you're on the back up into the slipper. Stacks of more callers to come on Punters Postmortem. I think we've got uh, now joining us uh, John. Morning, John. Morning, fellas. Um, 
I've got a couple for Duff I'd like to talk about, but before I do, man, you should prick my ears there with uh, promoting fixed odds because uh, I love I love the promotions that Tab put on on Saturdays, especially venue mode. But oftentimes it's only toad only. And I was, I was interested in the comment you made that yeah, you, you're encouraging fixed odds. Mind you, sometimes fixed odds are in the promotion. Is there any logic of how they come up with one or the other? Um, well, the reason they come up with a paramutual uh, promotion is to stimulate the paramutual pools because um, something has to be done with the paramutual pools. They've been decreasing over the last 15 years. 100%. And it's um, with a paramutual thing, there's basically no risk. Whereas fixed odds, you're incorporating risk into it and you're offering potentially um, either money back. So, you know, you're, you're not only risking what you're standing the winner for and the placings, and then you're, you're giving money back on, on other runners. Whereas the paramutual, there is no risk involved. So whatever you're giving back for second and third um, is, is there to stimulate the pool to give people a better chance of um, invigorating the, the paramutual pools. Yeah, well, that's, that's fine. But sometimes they do have fixed odds in the promotion. Uh, they, have, yeah, they, have a, they have fixed odds promotions uh, as regards to, well, for example, our, our multi on Friday and the punters panel. That is a fixed odds promotion. Uh, but a, a lot of promotions are a convoluted... Um, uh, prices or options that can't necessarily be taken. For example, um, horse to run top two into a horse to run top two. Uh, you can't take that uh, you, because you might bet place and it's paying one, two, three. So that, that's why that's a, that's a fixed odds promotion rather than a paramutual promotion. Yeah, well, see, so, you know, I, I end up taking the uh, paramutual because... Uh, I compare the paramutual with the fixed odds, but I don't get my bonus bet if the promotion doesn't cover the fixed odds. But anyway, that's fine. Uh, Duff, for you, um, someone spoke about boyfriend already. I've got it in the slipper and the size. And Fireburn, I think it might be uh, the forgotten one. Uh, with boyfriend, hasn't he got enough prize money to go on the slipper? Uh, no, no, he hasn't. No, so he, I doubt whether you're still alive in the sires, I'd say, and he's probably more a sires type. But uh, Gerald wouldn't back him up three weeks uh, running, and he, 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 you know, unless the field fell right away and we didn't have a full field, um, I, I wouldn't think he. Well, I'm, I'm pretty certain he wouldn't get in the field uh, with what he's done so far. Like he's he's run fourth at uh, Ramwick, sixth at, in the Silver Slipper, and. Um, just second there on Saturday, so it's it's not enough prize money uh, to get him into the race uh, at all. What about Fireburn? Fireburn would be she just keeps sneaking up on everyone and getting the job done. She's a line chaser. If you know, she's probably running better better times than Shajardin, as the fillies have been running that little bit uh, better time all the way through. Yeah, no knock at all. Um, it'll be interesting to see what Collett does uh, ride a Fireburn or Shajardin. Um, I think he might ride Sir Jardin, but uh, he's got the decision to make there. And I think if her best chance is if this rain stays around, because I think she was very good on the wet there last time. She was. I think I think Charlotte needs a dry track. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so, John. Beautiful. Thanks for your call, mate. Uh, Jared's on the line now on Punters Postmortem on Sky Sports Radio with Ron Duffersey, Dean Lester and Glenn Munsey. Give us a call, 1353. 53. There's plenty have this morning. Morning, Jared. Morning, mate. How are you going? 
Well, what's on your mind? Good, mate. Good. Just calling on about Marzu on the weekend in the Fireball Stakes. Another impressive run. Um, where do you think its limit is, this prep? Uh, probably the Everest in 2023 and 24. Yeah. That's what I think of him. I think he's going to be one of our best sprinters around in 12 months' time. Yeah, like very him. impressive since it's sort of come back from its spell and obviously flying heavy tracks. Oh, um, fantastic. He, he's a lovely horse. He's, he's a beauty. Perfect, that's all I was bringing for, guys. Thank you. Perfect. Anthony's on the line. Morning, Anthony. Good morning, guys. Uh, Dino, question for you. Uh, two-year-old cult called Zamborghini. How yep. good is it? And uh, has it been nominated for anything? Uh, I, I'd have to look up to see if he's nominated for anything, but uh, he won last Sunday at uh, Ballarat. He trolled, like, uh, he trolled like a winner, and uh, he... Uh, ran very good figures, won by a big margin. Uh, he's pretty good, yeah. Um, just a shame he came along a bit late. He could have been a, a bit of a factor in a blue diamond, I think. Uh, looking at, you know, he beat Lascar's six or seven lengths, and Lascar's was getting beaten three or four lengths in the prelude. So uh, I think, yeah, it's a bit of a shame his preparation came along a bit late. Okay, so it's... Uh... Um, they put it away. It's well bred, isn't it? So yeah, I'm just trying to look him up uh, now to see if he's um, if he's still active. Uh, Yeah, unless he ran Saturday and backed up and won. Um, Can it run? Can it run the size distance? uh, He's got a nom. Yeah, he's got a nom for the size. He hasn't got a nom for the slipper, but he's got a nom for the size. And yeah, he certainly could run that sort of trip. Yep, absolutely. Fantastic. Thanks. And then, Duff, should we give a? A Trollbrigada, a slot in Everest? Which one? Trollbrigada, the last winner of Tamworth yesterday. Yeah, give him a slot. Uh, we've got plenty of slots. <laughs> a nice horse, isn't he? He, he? he was a big tip and he's a two for two now and um, looks a nice well, horse. What about the horses that were formerly trained by Cody Nestor and Cody Nestor is having a break from training that he's given to other trainers? How successful? He must have... He had a stable there of some very, very promising horses. For sure, no, he's. Uh, but that's uh, Cody's decision. He'll yeah. be back bigger and better than ever. I just got this latest order of entry for the Golden Slipper, uh, yeah. so we're good. So, so we should try and work this out where we stand. So Jarden, Fireburn, Best of Bordeaux, Seven Vales—they're all exempt from ballot. Dormier? Question mark. Uh, Trialing Revolu- this week, isn't he? Okay, all right. So he still could be in the mix. Revolutionary yeah, so. Miss is next pick. She'll be pressing on. Cool and Gatter, number seven. Charlatan goes there. Jack and O's here uh, and runs Saturday. OJ's qualified just through chipping away. Oh, hi. At number 12, Sebenak. Uh, I wonder what they're doing with him, Team Hawks. Uh, and Miss Rosiano is uh, rated number 14 there. So they're the couple out of the Blue Diamond. Capital yeah, Tower. I don't, think, I don't know if she'll be there. Okay, so yeah. Capital Tower, there's one we haven't even spoke about. Three for three in Queensland, Tony Gollan, uh, yeah. rated number 15. Yeah, they're keen to come, yeah. Lady Laguna still makes the field at this stage on 147,000. Russian Conquest will kick on 137,850. Uh, and then number 18, Count the Headlights, Queen of the Balls, hoping to scrape in. Ebar will be in the paddock. Uh, I'm loving you. Of, uh, Mick Price, so uh, it's uh, there's probably three spots up for grabs this weekend. So that's where the field stands at this stage, and the cut-off point I would suggest is 
over, as Glenn said, over just over a hundred thousand at this stage. Are you hearing, Dino, any um, from a Melbourne perspective, mm. any jockeys that um, you know long term are being locked in to, to coming up, and whether they're riding in these uh, last remaining lead up races or, or whether they're locked in for slipper rides? Have you heard anything on the grapevine? Well, it's All Star Mile Day, Dave. So mm. you'll probably find that we'll just have Sydney jockeys. Yeah, well, yeah, so you, you know, Damien Lane will ride Inspirational Girl, Jamie Carr's riding Zaki, um, Jai McNeil's riding I'm Thunderstruck. Uh, when I'm Thunderstruck goes to Sydney, Hugh Bowman will ride him. Um, yeah, so no, I, I, I doubt uh, uh, if if anyone uh, is going to make the trip up. Okay. I, I think it's more our jockeys going to Melbourne this weekend. We're going to be, uh, because obviously I think you'll find... I think I read Brett Preble's coming here Saturday. Oh, Brett Preble's, yeah, he's going for the Coolmore Classic Saturday. Yeah, because yeah. there's, no there's no McDonald. There's no McDonald. There's no Bowman. So I'd yeah. say Chris, Chris Waller would be bringing Brett in for, to, for some rides here. Yeah. Um, so that's where that would, that would be that reasoning. Yeah. Okay. All right, we're going to take another break here, guys. When we return, we've got a couple more calls. Horses to follow. You're still on Punters Postmortem. The Provincial Championship Qualifiers. Gosford 2020. Sir Ilton sprinted the lead, went past Golden Tycoon. Miss Gorger, General Soho run on. Here's Asharani starting to charge down the centre with Bubbles Ball and through the cracks. Asharani sprinted to the lead, close to the line, and Asharani. 2021. Great news is getting home, and then Kane Zawada just Barossa Rosa, 100 to go a length in front, but great news mows her down. Great news, charge to the front, races away, arrogantly won the Provincial Championships Qualifier. The Provincial Midway Championship Qualifier at Gosford this Saturday. Quality yearlings, coupled with the country's best incentives, make the Magic Millions Gold Coast March Yearling Sale a must-attend, March 21 and 22. All yearlings are eligible for the $14 million-plus Magic Millions Race Series. Buy the next Queensland bread star like Jonker, Incentivise, Capitalist or Zoo Star. This year's catalogue offers 427 lots with progeny by 87 individual sires, including 16 with members of their first crop. For more information and to view the catalogue, visit magicmillions.com.au. The stars are out for Slam Dunk Saturdays. Oh my goodness! It doesn't get any better than non-stop hoops with live games all day, every week on ESPN with KO. Remember the name, ladies and gentlemen! Wake up and watch NBA superstars LeBron James, Kevin Durant and Luka Doncic go at it. Then catch the biggest stars in the NBL like Aussie legend Matthew Della and reigning MVP Bryce Cotton. Don't miss Slam Dunk Saturdays on ESPN with KO. Dali Stallions, they win. Montefilia is stretching, lunging and got up to win it. Montefilia claims the two group ones in a week. She has done something no filly has ever done. And that is her third group one win. They sell. Kermanek filly. Here's the hammer. I sell. They get you to the big days. That is 100 career group one wins. Dali Stallions, they win. They sell. They get you to the big days. This is Punter's Postmortem on Sky Sports Radio. Welcome back to Punter's Postmortem. Let's uh, get to our next caller on the line. We are at the panel today of uh, Ron Duffersey, Dean Lester, and also Glenn Munsey. And we've got Mark on the line. Morning, Mark. Bad day ago, boys. Um, one question for Ronnie, if I could. I don't know if you saw the, any Newcastle races on Saturday, Duff, but 
Uh, I don't know if you saw the run of Pink Ivory, the one, the benchmark 64, mm. from the point of view of a Oaks trial. I thought it was a big run. I, I had a substantial bet in the race on, on Matthew Smith's horse, um, thinking it was on the way up. And even though it's that three wide, this thing just got stale all over it, a mile and a half uh, from John Sargent. And I just wanted to know whether what you thought of the run. And, and she, I see she's $13 for the Oaks, and... She got a chance in the Oaks, mate. Uh, yeah, I think thirteen dollars is under. She's a beautifully bred filly, isn't she? She's uh, she's out of the old, or she's an old mare. Remember her mother, uh, Lateria? Uh, I think she won a Spring Stakes. I think she won a Fly to Surround. Uh, I think she won a Maya Classic. I think she ran second to McTyby Diva and Cox Plate. Uh, so uh, it's beautifully bred by Redwood. So yeah, look, I I'm taken with her. She her maiden win at Gosford was 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 good. And I did hear John Sargent in an interview saying she's my Oaks filly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're all got eyes on her. We're all got eyes on her. I think she's held in high regard. I was just surprised she was scratched from Ramwick on Saturday. Uh, I'm glad she was. Yeah, well, because well, the star me, Ronnie, was the time that she ran compared to the other two races on the day. She, she on the clock, her run was enormous. Yeah, she went, two, she went two, and a half, two and a half seconds faster than the other 1,800. Did she? Uh, the other 1,800 came home about six-tenths of a second quicker. So it just goes to show you uh, how, 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 how sort of more speed was on during, during her race. She was very, very impressive. Uh, she would go to the binary. Yeah. And just one thing for Dino, if, you, if I could. Dino, I spoke to you a couple of months ago about Lark Creek. Um, I'm a huge fan of this Billy and whatever. Um, yeah, she probably could have, should have won the Derby on Saturday in New Zealand. Uh, and because of the, the barrier and got back or whatever. But my belief, honestly, is I think she's really a better 2,000-metre horse because she sprints so good off uh, slow speed or whatever. I just don't know for sure whether she's a real strong 2,400 metres when she gets up to open company, a, a better horse. Against her own sex, not a problem. But, I, I mean, I've got a big rap for her. I, I wish they actually went from the 2,100 metres to the all-star mile race and got to go into that. I reckon she would have given them something to think about. She's very good. Yeah, no, I agree, and yeah, she's a, she's a brilliant horse. I don't know if she needs it. They do that as three-year-olds; they extend them out. But I don't know if you'd see her over that sort of trip a lot in her career. Mark, are you the bloke that was spruiking far too easy early on when, the, when, when <laughs> after it won its maiden? Yeah, that's me, really. Ready. <laughs> yeah. You're not far yeah. off the mark there. So, yeah. well, I've got a big bet going. The mates will know what the bet I've got there. Uh, it's got, got going for big money in a multi, so it's. Uh, it's a bit of a life-changing thing. I hope, hope uh, yeah, but it's worth a lot of money for me, so we'll, we'll soon see, mate. But, yeah, I'm the one, mate. And it'll be prepared at Scone for the uh, the country championships yeah. of uh, the Steve Keen and the uh, the team there at uh, the Scone Race Club have given David McComb some boxes, and I think you'll find Stephen Lee um, will come down with a couple of horses as well to Scone uh, to get away from all those floods up on the northern rivers. Well, I, I just think that she's uh, he's a horse with that form in the up there in Brisbane against really good horses and I know it's a seasoned horses but and she'll love the sting out of the ground she, she won't want heavy but she'll like the softest and, and uh, I hope Craig might come up right like he did up in, uh, up in Brisbane because I know he's got a bit of an opinion about it so well, or him I should say I don't know who David said that there's uh, that seats remain unreserved what I will say though is uh, just from uh, the post that I put out about far too easy last week a number of jockeys High-profile Sydney jockeys uh, were retweeting that and liking that and have been in contact with David. That's uh, one thing I do know. 
um, and one of them is our leading rider. So it'll be very interesting to see if Craig does have the uh, the ride there, but I think there's a lot of people, as they should be, sniffing around for the ride of um, of far too easy. We've got uh, Raffaella on the line. Morning, Raphael. Good morning, boys. How are you today? Very good, mate. Um, back in the day, I used to love playing the Superfect. It was like um, winning Lotto. I was wondering if they could ever bring it back. Munns? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not privy to any um, thoughts of what they're doing with um, new products. I don't reckon like. anyone in the marketing team would know what a super <laughs> is at the moment. Yeah, I don't think they've been there long enough. Uh, <laughs> they wouldn't know. It was the last race in um, Sydney and you had to pick the uh, yep. top six yep. in order. Yes, yeah. and that's why yeah. the Semaphore board had uh, down to the sixth placing. I've been calling for them to bring a double trio out just to educate the triple trio in Hong Kong. That's a little bit too complicated for yeah. us at this stage, but the double trio would work, I reckon. Anyway. Uh, I remember um, a famous story. A cleaner at uh, Rose Hill found $5 on the floor and um, played five um, tickets in the Superfect and Mysteries and won over half a mil. Wow. Beautiful. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, still cleaner, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, Raphael. Thank you very much for your call, mate. Um, now, just a couple more texts on the line. Um, we, we did touch on the two-year-olds before, but uh, the horse that went on the weekend, Seven Vales, because I saw Andrew Bensley tweet it uh, late last night that, obviously, Josh Parr had the success there in Melbourne, goes back to Melbourne this week to ride Jewess, and then Mark Newham telling a horse uh, that uh, that's going to be his slipper ride, Josh Parr. Uh, what did you make of Seven Vales, Duff? Yeah, she's professional. She's been good at both the starts, and and she showed a bit uh, adaptability there on Saturday. She's got timing. She sat wide and kept surging there at a first start and then uh, took up control on a, on a wet track there. So she's ticking a lot of boxes. So I'm not saying no because he's a terrific trainer, Mark, and gets the timing right and he's left his run late and that could be the, that could be the thing you have to do this year. Yeah, okay. A message here, Dave, from Chris Roots. Karen McAvoy's been locked in to ride Revolutionary Miss in the Slipper. Okay. And Tommy Berry will stick with Russian Conquest. Right, okay. So there's a couple those, more. Yeah, those two Snowden runners through. in between them. Paul and Peter Snowden have trained four of the last ten Black Opal winners, including the last two years with Kalashnikov and Barbaric. Okay, all right. Uh, looking forward to Canberra. It's a big week this week, boys, because we've got, what, Kembla as well on Friday, uh, and we've got that uh, Kembla Grange uh, Classic with a couple of nice three-year-old fillies going around, and uh, no doubt then on to the Adrian Knox after that. We've also got that Provincial Midway Championship qualifier on Friday in Kembla. On Saturday then at Rose Hill, and we'll check with Brett Devine on the team because there'll be a lot of people in the west of Sydney that'll be keen to get the races. The Coolmore Classic, the Sky High, um, the Ajax, the Farlap, the Magic Knight, Pago Pago, etc. And then we've also got that big day at Flemington. That, uh, this new market, I mean, look, it's an absolute beauty, Dino. If they all can get there on paper, like they're sort of suggesting they will, it would have to be one of the best new markets we've seen in a long time. Yeah, well, it's what it's supposed to be, Dave. It's supposed to be like the Melbourne Cup for sprinters and, uh, you know, handicap and, uh, you know, probably uh, just Eduardo and Nature Strip, the only two missing, uh, and Shelby 66, of course. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, we, uh, yeah, to have uh, lost and running Mars Crusader and all the guns there. Uh, Marabi's the other one not running, but, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be a, going to be a big field. Uh, we've got some... High class three year olds are going to get 
you know, six and seven kilos off the good horses, so they get more than the weight for age allowance, so they get their chance. Uh, no, it's going to be an absolute cracker. And home affairs, conversely, the three-year-old with 55 and a half will, will have to, you know, be right up there with the very best to do that as a three-year-old and win with that sort of weight. Yeah, I mean... Better, look, it looks a better Australian Cup than it has been in the last few years as well. Yeah, it's come together late, and yeah. um, it's uh, the, the weather certainly helped, I think, uh, but being the beneficiary. But, yeah, no, it, it's looking okay. Yeah, it, it's looking okay, because uh, I've sort of wondered if, uh, you know, through you know the 80s, uh, there was about a 10-year period, it was a handicap, and I wondered with the All-Star Mile whether the Australian Cup should maybe go back to a handicap at some stage, mm. but uh, yeah, they seem to have got a fair feel together. That uh, that Canberra, Dave, Canberra nominated yes, tomorrow. Okay. Kept for both days. So Black Opal Day, Saturday, Canberra Cup Day, Monday. Nominations close at 11 o'clock tomorrow for both days. That's Canberra. Back to this new market. So roughly, we'll wait and see how the dust settles, but horses like Potter's Home Affairs have... Um, have horse, Mars Crusader, Lost and Running, you mentioned, Dino. Yep. Zatori, what's that? Counter yep. Rupee, flying the flag for Canberra. Artorias, September Run, um, The Astrologist, Snap Dancer, Oxley Road, Quantico and Poland. Now, Poland... That caller mentioned the Mike Moroni stable earlier before. It, yep. it is low-flying, isn't it, Poland? Oh, he ran well on the Oakley Plate. I don't know if the Oakley Plate uh, okay. is going to be the right form. The, the one that, I mean, he's been an enigma, but Artorias with 50.5 kilos. Craig knew it aboard, whip in the left hand, something a bit different. Uh, he ran very well down the straight behind home affairs at set weights. Now he gets five kilos off him, and he ran in the guineas before he ran in the Coolmore, so he hadn't had the ideal preparation. He's the one, I think, that's lurking uh, to run very, very well. And I think Froggy's won four new markets. I know he's won one on the quarterback, uh, but he's won that, I think he's won four, so uh, he knows how to win it. Okay, all right. Uh, looking at the weather, uh, just because we're on Weather Watch, you mentioned Duff when we spoke to earlier and, and also on Big Sports uh, Breakfast uh, when you did the crossover. So, obviously, rain and um, around today, Sydney. Tomorrow, though... They've gone for the big prediction of 80 to 150, but like we saw possibly last week, that can change. It could be less. Hopefully it dodges us in Sydney, but it looks like today, tomorrow, and then we pretty much get nothing for the remainder of the week. Yeah, that'll help. Um, so I don't think with that forecast, we're not in doubt, but let's hopefully it dries out. We we don't want heavy track racing all the way through and have heavy track form leading in to most of the carnival. I think um, the long-term forecast is, um, well, you'd hope to think that most of it's gone. Yeah, and uh, Dino down there in Melbourne, looking like partly cloudy and not too hot all week, which will be good. They won't um, they won't be too concerned about that track. No, and I think about twenty six, twenty seven uh, come Friday, Saturday, so ideal really. All right, perfect, boys. Um, thanks so much for this morning. Horses to follow. What are we backing from the meeting, uh, Duff? Um, well, yeah, I said those two-year-olds. Uh, look, not so much for the immediate future, but I think it's a lovely filly, dashing legend. Even though Seven Vales has had the better of her over two runs, I think long-term she's going to be a really nice filly. Um, Showcourt's the star of the show for me. I think he's going to long-term work out to be a pretty good cult. And I think I've had him in before, but Lunchies is, is airborne this preparation, and he's... Heading, I know it's going to be a strong Sydney Cup, but he's looking very likely to be a, a player. All right. Um, your horses to follow, Dino? Just a couple. Uh, Quantum Mechanic, I mentioned earlier, she's never been a first-up mare, but she ran nicely, and I think the timing's right for her to come to Sydney and 
run well. Uh, probably she'll be uh, emancipation to the Coolmore legacy again, as she was, uh, I think, last year. And uh, King of Lear Grants went very nicely in the Blamey Stakes. I don't know what he uh, aims up at and whether he comes to Sydney for something, but uh, he's uh, he's he's going okay again. The old boy, Adelaide Cup winner from two years ago. Uh, there'll be a day for him not too far away. Munns? Uh, well, I was very keen on the chances, Dave, on Saturday. A very fine red, and um, Mark uh, Newnham put a little bit of... Uh, water on the fire saying uh, he preferred uh, the way that they were going he, he preferred the stable mate Dragonstone but um, a very fine red ran a ve- nice race there on Saturday and the caller uh, was after the fact that I sent it through uh, the horse from New- two horses from Newcastle actually uh, one of them being Pink Ivory to, to be able to do that uh, was interesting to note you know Sarge could have run it in the midway over a mile descended decided to send it to Newcastle over 1880 and she lapped up the increase in distance there she turned the tables on tippy tina who'd won uh, two from two um she did meet uh, tippy tina a little bit better at the weights there saturday and gave him a, a spanking and a horse i've been sort of spruiking for the uh, provincial midway and provincial championships kiss some um just didn't seem overly comfortable uh was the last race on saturday there was probably the worst sort of the ground uh and well he's into the final now and I think a little bit drier track will, will suit him. And uh, I still think he's pretty good odds. And uh, good to see your horse, Ronnie. Commando Hunt run a very, very good race yesterday in the country championships yeah. at Tamworth. Yeah, yeah, 100 on it at $15. Thanks very much. And now no more. <laughs> and I went the early crow. <clears throat> I went yeah, well, I, I think you're entitled to, considering oh, the way the track oh. was playing. And yeah, you'll be happy to know in punters' intelligence it only covered 14 metres more than the winner. Well, I wish it would have covered 15 more because it would have, might have one of us stayed out in the middle there. Anyway. Yeah, it was a big run. Uh, good luck to, um, to Des and Max and all the boys. I know Des was there yesterday, Des Kennedy, the Mayor of Mudgee, and he sort of share in that horse, and they're off to the big dance. Anathol, of course, um, that way, and... Here we roll on to what can amble this weekend, guys, uh, and which we'll see James McDonald and Hugh Bowman both riding at. I think James has got nearly six rides out there, uh, including one for Will Friedman at Canamble. And, of course, Huey, they're going out in the plane on Sunday. And, uh, as I mentioned, Friday we've got that provincial midway. Gents, enjoy your Monday, and we will chat next week. Big thanks to all the callers today. Uh, even though it's not officially started, boy, oh, boy, it feels like this, uh, this autumn campaign is well and truly underway. Have a good week. See you, guys. Thanks, Dave.